Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guest today is Selena Almodovar. She talks about how to revive your marriage after a storm. She talks about what's important um, before you get married. How do you ensure that your marriage remains healthy? So many great uh, points that, that were discussed on this episode. And here is my conversation with Selena Almodovar. Okay, so my name is Selena Almodovar. And I have been a Christian relationship author and coach for about 10 years. I've also been married for 10 years. And I am joining you today from Ohio, from Cleveland, Ohio, in the United States. And we are, my husband and I are going to be celebrating 10 years this May in 2023. Wonderful. Selena, welcome to the Circle 31 podcast. We're so happy to have you a part of the love series. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here to celebrate you guys and your love in this new series. This is so exciting. Thank you so much. Now you, I I really want to, um, our listeners to get full advantage of what God has, you know, shared with you through your life, um, um, revelation, wisdom he's given you. Um, I want us to talk about marriage, of course. Yes. Um, and I want us, I would like you to speak specifically to, um, couples that might be listening right now, or even just maybe a husband or wife that's listening to us. And they may feel at this point in their marriage, they've reached a plateau in their Mm -hmm. marriage. Like things are kind of like humdrum, nothing too exciting, just kind of blah, you know, maybe it's falling flat and they, someone listening feels like there, there needs to be, um, a spark again. They want to resuscitate their marriage. They want the romance back. How does a a married couple who has lost their spark, how do they renew it? You know, um, in thinking about that question, you, you automatically assume that you have to do something, you know, um, oh, you, you go on dates or, oh, you, you need to try out this new thing or, oh, you need to make love more. But at the end of the day, when I think about this, where these people are, it reminds me of a time when my husband and I reached a plateau and it was right before the 2020 lockdown that everybody Mm -hmm. felt. So I'm sure hopefully some listeners can, um, can understand, but before the lockdown, um, my husband was overworked. We had just bought a house. So he was trying to renovate the house. I had two children, um, the ages two and three years old. Um, physically I was going through some posts, uh, pregnancy ailments. And we were just in this storm of a season. And uh, we just were not, we just were not connecting. We weren't connecting mm-hmm. at all. And it it took the lockdown for us to really settle, to really mm-hmm. look at each other and to really start over and reconnect again. And so to answer this question, um, I don't think you have to do anything 
more than you need to have a period of rest because i think when i think when when husbands and wives are going through something and they reach that plateau it's because there's so much dust around them that they they lose a disc there's a disconnect and so what they have to do to allow the dust to settle is they have to fall into this period of rest within each other okay mm -hmm. and what do i mean by that you have to um remove some things off your schedule you have to make a little more time for yourselves just to be yourselves because what ends up happening is that when that dust starts to settle you start to see things a little more clearly okay yeah. and when you see things clearly you start to understand this is where the disconnect happened this is why the disconnect happened this is how we reached this plateau and then you have the mental rest and in clarity to then say okay this is what we need to focus on to get out of this rut you know what I mean? Whether yeah, that's yeah. your intimacy, whether that's your sex life, whether that's your dates, whether that's your finances, whether that's the relationships around you that have been affecting you, you know, mm -hmm. um, you'll understand by being in a season of rest, you'll then understand like, this is the cause of it. And this is what we both need to now take action in. So Ooh. my recommendation is let that does settle as husband and wife, and then you'll be able to move forward. Selena, you came out the gate shooting three yes. points already. <laughs> yes. That yes. is awesome. I love that idea of, you know, how you started when you answered the question, we're starting to answer the question. You said it's not necessarily doing something, but that is yes. so true that we, you know, just when life is happening and as husband and wife, you are many of us, you know, fighting battle after battle. And when you finish yes. that battle, the next one's coming and just life is just happening. Life is lifing, you know? And it's yes. like the rest gives you an opportunity to recharge. Yes. And and see each other again. That that yes. is that is really good, Selena. Oh my goodness. Now I know we have many different um people listening in different mm -hmm. situations. Um we have singles, we have, you know, people who probably have been married for a while. Everyone's listening. I would like you to speak mm -hmm. to those who are preparing to get married mm -hmm. um perhaps they're engaged or they're in a serious christ-centered relationship looking to get married seeking god for marriage mm -hmm. are there any tips or any words of wisdom that you would give those engaged couples or those couples who are maybe approaching being engaged um would you give would, any tips you would have for them to prepare for marriage yes so it's interesting because I came from a family who got divorced early. My parents divorced when they were eight, when I was eight. And so I lived in this divorce mindset my whole life. Mm -hmm. My husband came from a family where they were married until the spouse died, until my mother-in-law passed. And so he's like, marriage, what's the problem? It should be easy. I'm like, no, uh, marriage is, no, that's scary. What are you talking about? And so what we did in our dating season is we studied marriage. We, we tried to study marriage as much as possible to remove the fear. I had to be so overly confident in marriage that I would no longer be afraid of it. And so when it came to our engagement season, we knew that we knew everything we could know as single people when it came to marriage, that the only thing that was left for us to do was to apply what we learned. And so that's how we knew we had confidence to become engaged, but that didn't mean that we were still ready to be married. And so mm -hmm. we, we went to counseling 
And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of Christian couples, they are aware of premarital counseling. But here's what I want to tell you. Here's the wisdom is that so many churches, so many pastors, preachers or whatever, um, they say, get your premarital counseling like the last eight weeks before you get married. I mm-mm. I would say at least a year out, you know, as soon as you say yeah. I'm engaged, Absolutely. the next step should be, when are we going to get premarital counseling? Because by the time you are in the, le- it's like pregnancy. It's like, by the time you're in the third trimester, that last leg of your wedding, you are so fixated on the wedding, on the event, on moving in, on the honeymoon, on the finances, on the last minute touches that you are not giving your total and complete attention to how are we going to prepare ourselves to become one? How are we going to remove baggage? What are the fears? What are the triggers? What are the traumas? What is blocking us? from living our best and whole selves before we say I do. I feel Mm -hmm. like that requires a lot more time than just the last eight weeks of your engagement. So my wisdom to you, please, if you have the time, if you just got engaged or if you've been engaged for a while, please do your counseling sooner rather than later, because you don't know what you're going to discover in that. You don't know what expectations you guys are holding for one another. And that kind of stuff needs time to work itself out. You don't want to go into your marriage trying to still work that stuff out. You want to be prepared, complete confidence that the only thing left for you to do is apply the lessons that you learned Mm. in your marriage. That's the wisdom I want to give you. Please. Please do it before before the last leg of your your engagement. Mm-hmm. So I, I that is really really good wisdom and insight. So you talked about thank you premarital counseling at least a year out. As soon as you say yes, you know I, I'll marry you. It's time for us to start preparing now for marriage yes. counseling. Okay, so let's let's stay in that same mindset. Mm-hmm. We have the marriage counseling. We're doing it as soon as we can. As soon after we we've, we've been we've become engaged. And we're doing it hopefully um, more than a few weeks, like you said, yeah. a year or so, as long as we can, it's good. So once the couple is is married, we have yeah. that honeymoon period. Most couples do in the beginning. Yeah. But yeah. how do you how do you sustain an amazing marriage? So it's not just the first few weeks or the first few months or the first year, but you have a track record of having, you know, a wonderful marriage and not just here and there. I mean, I could give you an easy answer and say, oh, it's communication. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's communication. You got to you gotta know how to talk to your spouse. You got to know how to hear your spouse, how to listen to your spouse. I could take it a little deeper and say, oh, it's, it's you know, your friendship. You got to stay friends and you, you got to, you know, maintain that friendship that you once had, you know, always date your spouse and do that. But if I really want to be honest with you, I'm going to tell you, the way to sustain an amazing marriage. Those things will make a good marriage. You know, those things will make a great marriage even. But to make an amazing marriage, you have to keep God in the center Mm. of your marriage because God is going to humble you when you're a wife and you're tired and nagging at your husband and your your God is going to humble you when you're a husband and you don't want to do husband things but you are called to do husband things Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's God is going to show you what to do with your finances and how to plan for your family and how to deal with outside in-laws and other family members 
members. God is going to show you how to be intimate because he is the essence of intimacy. He is your spiritual intimacy with your spouse is the highest level of intimacy. It's not physical. You know, it's not emotional intimacy It's spiritual intimacy. So if you can be spiritually intimate with your husband or with your wife, you know, through praying together, through worshiping together by, by serving one another, the way God and Christ has taught us how to serve one another, then everything else will fall into place. That is what will make an amazing marriage My is goodness. having him in the center having him in the center. And I love how you touched on spiritual intimacy with your spouse. Yes. Doing those things together. Oh, that is, that is awesome. Now, you know, you know, and we both know, cause we're both, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have spouses and we know that marriage is filled with highs and lows. We know yes. that we have the good times, we have the bad times and, you know, depending on what you're dealing with, with your spouse and what, what season you're in and what life is, is, is bringing to you, you know, those tough moments can really take a toll on your marriage. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. how would, how would you recommend that we reconnect with our spouse after a tough season, after we've gone through a storm together, after we've been through a very difficult time, how do we reconnect? I've been married almost 10 years and we've gone through a lot. We've mm. gone through a lot. Um, my mother-in-law passed away. We had three kids, um, two houses, you know, um, all of these things that have happened in our life. And there have been times where it was very tough, you know, where the fact that we were just holding each other and talking to each other, you know, we, we, we've gone through miscarriages, we've gone through infertility. We've, we've had a lot, mm -hmm. you know, of things, even though our marriage is blessed, there's been a lot of trials because we're always going to go into these trials. But the one thing that we always went back to, you know, cause we're not perfect, you know, and the honeymoon phase does happen. That's real. Yeah. But the one thing that, that really helped us is we, would pray together. And mm -hmm. when we were in our honeymoon stage, you know, when we first got married, we were very excited. So we prayed every single day, five in the morning and, you know, um, devotional worship. We had a whole set, whole routine. It was like church every day for us. Um, walking in the garden of Eden, if you will. And then, you know, honeymoon phase passed. But then when those trials came and nothing else was working and our flesh was tired, you know, and helpless and hopeless, we went back to prayer and it got to the point where very recently, I think in a, maybe in the summer of 2022, we just decided we were like, you know, we go on and off with these prayers and, you know, we try to pray at night, but it didn't work out. And we try to pray in the morning, but it didn't work out because of kids. And we try to do this and we try to do that. And we want to do a devotional, but it doesn't work. We want to read the Bible together, but it doesn't work. So finally we were like, you know what, if it means that much to us, then we're going to make it work. If it's that important to us, then it's going to work. And so instead of overwhelming yourself with how to get spiritually close with your spouse and how to stay close with God, we made it very simple. We said, we're going to wake up at 530 every morning and we're just going to pray. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's going to start in the bedroom and we're going to pray. And, um, 
we're not going to do a Bible devotional. We're not going to read the Bible. We're not going to worship. We're not going to do anything else but pray. That's just what we're, we're going to start there. And we're going to start at 10 minutes. We're going to start at 10 minutes because he has to go. He has to get ready for work in the morning. You know, I'm getting ready for the kids. So we're just going to start at 10 minutes a day. We're just going to pray. And we started small because we had to build that spiritual muscle up in each other mm-hmm. because life changes and seasons happen. And when those things happen, you can't count on what you used to do. You can't count on mm-hmm. who your husband used to be or who your uh, wife used to be because those traumatic situations will change you. They will change your life. They will change your person. They will change everything about you. And so you have to start over. You have to start over from scratch. But if God is in it, then he will produce fruit. Selena, I'm sorry. You have to go back and explain what you just said. You said that <laughs> we cannot depend on who our spouse used to be. Yes. You yes. have to dive into that. Go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it in a story, if you will. Um, I'm a, I'm a woman and I had my first child in 2016. And lo and behold, Selena, who used to be called Rivera, then changed into Selena, who is now Almodovar. And then she became Selena Almodovar, a mom. And all three of those women are completely different with different needs, different thoughts, different fears, different adjustments, different beliefs, different dreams, different motivations. All three of those women are completely different. And so as you evolve, as you're, as you get older and as your marriage grows and as people come and go into your life, you are going to continuously evolve. Your dreams are going to evolve. Your passions are going to change. Um, your attitude is going to change hormones. Can I talk about hormones for a second? You know, in both male and female, those things are going to change. Old age is going to change. Your job is going to change. Everything around you will change. It would be foolish of us to assume that we will remain the same. The only thing that remains the same in this life is God. And that's why we need him. We need that stability in our life. And so, yeah, you're going to have your husband and your wife and they're not going to be the same. And so you need to start over by relearning who they are in this particular season, by understanding how to love them, by falling in love with them all over again, because they're not the person you once married. Okay. You're going to, you're going to have to learn how to love them all over again in a new setting. And God's going to help you through that. And that's why you need to tap into that. That's why you need to do something and make prayer a priority and make that time with God a priority because he will grow it. He will do something with that. So we started every day, 10 minutes. I think now we're at an hour every single day and we, we crave it. We wake up in the morning and we're like, no, we got to pray. Like, no, no, this just happened. We got to pray about this. And, you know, it's become something that has now helped us read the Bible together. And it has now helped us find, you know, a stable church to now attend for our children. It has now helped us open doors to step in faith and to fast with confidence and to do things that are just breaking strongholds left and right. And so if you're going through a time um, in your life, God knows what to do. You just have to seek him together to get that. That's good. He has the plan already. He Mm -hmm. already has it. We just need to seek him to find out what it is we need to be doing. Amen. Man, that's beautiful. 
I was wondering if you would mind sharing the significance of Genesis chapter 225 and what that has meant to you in your life. Yes. So um, I have a relationship coaching uh, ministry. I write books for uh, single women, dating women, and uh, very soon married women and men. And I've always used this as like the blanket verse in every Every coaching, every course, every uh, book, everything that I've ever done, I use this. And for those of you guys who are unaware of what the verse is, it is, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Mm -hmm. And this speaks to me in such high volumes because I believe in my core and in my spirit that this is the model of what marriage is designed to look like. Um, not in the sense that you have no clothes on, because at that time they didn't even realize that they didn't have clothes on. This was before the fall and before sin entered into the world. But Adam and Eve were naked, unexposed, vulnerable, you know, willing to bear all. And they were not ashamed. And so I always use this as this is the prototype. This is what husband and wife should strive to do. They should strive to live naked in front of each other, holding nothing back, no fears, no insecurities, no skeletons in the closet. There should never be anything that you're unable to say to your spouse, to go to your spouse with, to speak to your spouse about, to live life with your spouse with, um, because there's no fear, there's no shame. You guys are both naked and that is the way God has created it. So when I think of, uh, you know, the North star of what I want a marriage to look like, or what I try to help other people have their marriage look like, it's always the point where they can feel completely naked with their spouse and there is no shame. And so that is, uh, that is my North star. That is my blueprint. If I ever feel shame or feel like I need to cover up something, then I know I'm, I need to fix it, address it and go back. And, uh, that's, that's kind of where I tell people to go, um, whenever they're feeling the same way, God never created you to feel like you had to cover yourself from your spouse, or you have to feel shame from your spouse. And if you feel that way, then you need to address it. And if you're dating somebody and you feel that way, then you need to take a real hard look at yourself and ask God, like, is this a person That's or is good. there someone else? That's you know? Good. That's really mm -hmm. good, Selena. Selena, do you have any uh, last words, final words of wisdom uh, that you'd like to leave the audience with? I just want to say that marriage is hard for everybody. Being a Christian makes it harder because we are living against the world and you are not alone in it. And there are people out there who can support you and who could guide you and who could help you um, do it God's way. Because no matter what the world tells us, the world is always going to change. The trends are always going to change. The, uh, the expectations are always going to change, but God is always constant. And so as long as we are continuing to strive to be in a community that supports that truth, then um, you will always have hope to rely on in your marriage to grow it and to build it into what God is calling it to be. So stay up and stay blessed. And uh, thank you again, Ayan, for having me. Selena, thank you so much for everything you shared. I'd love for our listeners to be able to 
find you um, on social media, online? Where can they go to, to grab up your resources, to follow you, to get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so everything is Selena Almodovar. And I know that's a crazy last name. Maybe it'll be in the description to, to, to have it there. But uh, usually I like to hang out on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, you see a lot of me now when it comes to relationships. But uh, very soon in this year, you will also be seeing a lot more of my husband and us talking about the topics of marriage. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. Selena, thank you so much for sharing what God has given you. You are forced to be reckoned with. You are blessed. <laughs> and this has been a rich discussion. And I'm so thankful that, that God connected us and allowed you to be a guest today on the Circle 31 podcast for our love series. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me so much. So blessed. That concludes today's episode of the love series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.